0: it is ladies and gents and when a guest comes on and requests some m&m you know it's gonna be a good I, show because that's my jam ladies and gents all right let's learn from a former poker player turned real estate mogul let's do this thing here we go shut up and sit down look a business can give you everything you want in life prestige wealth freedom it can also take everything away from you this show is for those who are willing to take that risk these are the real life stories of entrepreneurs. But before we start, I have one small favor to ask. Please leave a comment. It can be advice, critiques, tips, feedback or share this with someone because your engagement is the most valuable and most powerful form of social currency. So thank you and welcome to another episode of
1: Business Boss.
0: It's time to drop that heat. Look, life will always throw you a curveball. Things happen, they often leads to new opportunities even though they may hurt at first. Today's guest is a college dropout, an ex-poker player, and despite life's twists and turns, he found his way in mobile home parks and other real estate investments. Over the last year, he's grown his portfolio to over 950 units. Now that's impressive. I can't wait to learn how he did it. Let's welcome to the show from Evo Capital, Mr. Pasha Esfandari. dude it's a party all the time on the business bros welcome to the show man
1: dude i i love the intro man i'm pumped (laughs) up let's go this is great
0: let's do it all right man uh look i teach a high school class called financial algebra these kids uh have been struggling with school most of their career when i get to talk to somebody whose lead to their intro is they were a college dropout i want to know man what was what what steered you in that direction how'd you end up where you are today
1: I don't know, man. I'll tell you this much. I knew school wasn't for me. And like, I don't, there wasn't like this calculated formula that I had and a plan that I had for my life. I just knew that I couldn't do college. I, I live, uh, you said I, uh, before, like, I really enjoy my life. I want to have a lot of fun. I have a lot of adversity and, you know, all the, you know, depression stuff as a child. I don't want to do that. And when I was in college, I was like, this is not for me. And I left. And then, so then life kind of just took me. On the journey that it did, I always knew that I was going to be a hard worker. I knew that I was going to build something for myself. I just don't know what it was yet, and I just started down my path of my life.
0: What, I, like, I, okay, so it's funny you say that because I, I, did, I did like two and a half years in, at San Diego State, and it's not that I got bad grades. I was, I was good at school. Like, I understood how to get a good grade. I just didn't know what I was doing there, right? Like, like I was going because somebody said that's the next step. Uh, when I when I kind of exited, uh, for me, it was I accidentally started a business, and in that failure of that business, that's when my eyes opened up like, okay, I now know this next step that I'm going to take in my life. How did – like, what door opened up for you that you were like, okay, I, I, I could walk through this one?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't think you acci- – no one accidentally creates something, but like I love what you just said. So it's all the mistakes that ha- I've accumulated on, perceived mistakes, because we actually – it's always talked about. It's, it's like cliche at this point, of, um, in my opinion. But it's true, man. You just learn from your mistakes. You have to apply yourself to get to where you want to be. And that's that's where the my life took me. I I knew I wanted something for myself. I tried poker. I excelled at it. and then But then I realized poker wasn't for me. And I wanted to build something greater than myself. And I always knew that real estate was the end game for me. It's always been my passion. It's always been the thing that I've always wanted to do. Probably took on my father's dream you know because he had to give up everything for us but and here i am and so i have just i have just attacking this and i've learned how to scale and i've learned and you know the cool thing is now in days everything's out there like there, you don't have to reinvent anything it's just all the education is out there you just have to be the one that goes and reads it and then apply yourself and then mm. go take a step forward and then go make a perceived mistake or a learning lesson and then keep going forward and keep building something
0: yeah and real estate has such a low bar to entry, right? I mean, it's not very difficult to get your real estate license. I'm sorry for those of you who, you know, failed the test or whatever, but it's really not that difficult to get your real estate license. A couple classes, I think you need two uh, two core classes, an elective class. You go take the state exam and boom, you have a license. But that doesn't mean you have a successful business, right? So you you get into this real estate space. I know there's people who get into it in different ways. Some of them start with like bird dogging deals for wholesalers. Some of them go straight into representing clients. Some of them go into teams. What was your journey like into real estate?
1: Yeah, sure. So I went and I actually interned for a mentor of mine in it back, this was about 11, 12 years ago. For three months. I just volunteered my time unpaid. I went to his office and he taught me how to buy homes um, uh, at auction on unseen. I went and took that knowledge, moved or lived in Vegas, went to Vegas. And I started doing that. It took me about six months, man, to find my first deal because I was, I knew that I just wanted to be really conservative on my first one. It's my hard earned money. Um, and I kept bidding on homes. I ended up buying a mobile home in a mobile home park and I didn't even realize it was age restricted. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they were like, hey, you can't own this home. And I said, I, I do. They're like, well, you can't. The HOA laws won't allow you. I was like, well, it's my home. But don't worry, I'm just going to flip it and sell it. Made every mistake in the world. I didn't even upgrade the kitchen. I did like a popcorn ceiling I took off, like whatever. But I still made $3,000. And I just said, there's something here. This has been really fun. Let me go replicate this. Let me go learn from everything that I just did because it's just an education, but I was really concrete in my numbers so I didn't lose any numbers uh, or any money. And then I just kept proceeding forward. I kept moving forward. I kept saying, hey, what's my next goal I wanna set for myself? I got my first one. Now, how do I do three? How do I do 10? How do I do 40? And then it just kept growing. And then from there I went in, I moved to LA. I did flip one home and I realized there's less competition and development. And I saw an area that was on the path of progress and I just took all my money, bought a bunch of land there, started developing on that land. I did that for about six years. Didn't know anything about development, but I was, again, very secure in my numbers. And so, again, the first deal I didn't make as much as I, I, I do now on my deals that I end up selling off. Then I realized I wanted to build up a portfolio of passive income. And then I went and got all the education, all the things, all the seminars, I just inundated myself massively with education, went into apartment complexes, realized again there's less competition in mobile home parks learned all about it when i bought my first mobile home parks said holy crap there's something here and i've diverted all of my attention all of my resources only into mobile home parks now
0: dude okay so let's let's talk about this for a second because we started off talking about how you were a college dropout right and yeah. i want to make sure that people understand it's and i'm a high school teacher i'm not against education i actually believe that you absolutely need to be educating yourself at the highest level possible i just believe that school is not for everybody and when you're telling your story i mean this is literally how it works for almost everybody and they just don't quite realize that you needed something to spark your interest and as soon as you realize wait a minute this development thing this 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 thing could really work. Yep. After that there was no stopping you, right? It didn't matter what the education on that space was, you were attracted and trying to learn every possible thing you possibly could in that space. I mean, walk me through that process. Like what is it that that y- you were like, no, this is my thing and like what did you do right away? Was it books? Was it seminars right away? Was it like how did you get yourself going in that space yeah. and just start learning from people?
1: It's it's all of that. I mean, that's the easy answer. It's the books, the seminars, or signing myself for the one. But I think there's something else that we want to, I think that's really important that we want to talk about here is that it's because I knew where I wanted to be 10 years, 20 years, 30 years down the line, because I always work with my life backwards. I want to like, mm-hmm. I look at my life like, all right, if I'm on my deathbed, what would I regret not doing? So I have no problem you know, learning everything I needed to. I I don't care if I made any money. I don't care if I lost a little bit of money on my first flip. All I wanted to do is I wanted to be in the game because this is what I decided to do. And I know for a fact, because I see it all over the place, real estate's like the easiest way to build wealth. So I know people are being successful. I wanted to be in the game. So that's what I did. I just entrenched myself in every way, shape, or form. I read every book that I could. I went to every like local free meetup that I could. And I just pounded my brain with uh, free education. But the coolest things is anytime you go to a seminar, you get one, two, three things that you do differently. You listen to this podcast, you get one thing. You keep stacking that on with experience, that compounds over time. Then you start to learn, all right, well then what's my next issue, man? I'm doing this, I'm running out of resources. How do I scale the business? You go and inundate yourself with that education. The foundation is knowing your vision, and then supporting it with education and then you can build on top of everything else
0: Mm, but the action right this is where i think people suffer from from there's two pieces here that i think i personally have struggled and i know other people have struggled a clear vision right clarity of what you want to what you want to go after because once you decide i mean it can be something as simple as dude it's friday i want pizza on friday right and once you decide that pizza is the thing that you're going to eat there's nothing gonna stop you. You might decide on which pizza you're gonna have, right? But you've already decided. You can see, you can envision yourself having that. You can taste it almost when you're just thinking about it. And I feel like a lot of people struggle with the clarity of that vision because you know, you're talking 30 years down the road, on your deathbed, you know, these are these are very far out there types of mentalities. So, you know, developing that self-awareness and, and having that vision, that's struggle number one. Struggle number two is it's easy to educate yourself. It's easy yeah. to hop on a podcast or to listen to a show or to do all these things. The knowledge part, the acquisition of knowledge is easy. The action, the implementation of that knowledge, that's the harder part, right? Yeah. So how do you get a clear vision of what you want? And then how do you force yourself to take the action?
1: This is a really good question because I wanted to add on top of what you were saying. A clear vision, a crystal clear vision to me is not like, hey, I just have this goal and I want to make this much money or I want to achieve this. It's quite literally for me, I break down my life in 10-year chunks. It's quite literally, what is my 10-year vision? Who are the people around me? What does it smell like? What are the emotions I'm feeling? What does my bank account number look like? And what does it make me feel? Who What does my house look like? You know, everything to every little minute detail. Get that crystal clear vision. What I do is when I get that, I just ingrain it into my brain and I will just go fight for that vision. Now, for me, whenever I'm really clear on what I want to do, I know I need to become that person. I need the, the results to catch up. So because I'm already thinking that way, I'm already thinking where I need to be, I start looking at. Life. I start to look at conversations. I start to look at opportunities differently. Let's say, for example, I know I want to be, you know, get to 15,000 pads, which I know I I do. That is my goal, right? I know that, hey, this coach that I'm going to hire is quite expensive today, but I promise you I'm going to get to that 15,000 pads when I make this like higher now, even though he's hella expensive. And I'll get to that point faster. So to me, it's a no-brainer because I have that crystal clear vision. So the action will be dictated by your vision, will force you to become it if you are committed to your vision. If you're not committed to your vision, you better have a serious conversation with yourself.
0: Let's talk about that that point of action, right? You're gonna hire somebody that you may or may not be able to fully fund at this moment, but it adds to the vision. It gets you from point A to point B a lot faster. And, and so you're comfortable with that. And I, and I want to talk about the fear that sits there, right? Because the fear doesn't go away. And this is one of those things where I, I feel like when you're getting started and you look at people who are who are more successful at that space that you're looking at, you're like, dude, they're fearless. They're confident. Of course they can do that. When you are taking these you know, educated risks here. Does the fear disappear?
1: listen, what I wanna really say is that if I could do it, I promise you anyone can do it. I had all the fear in the world, all the anxiety in the world. I had to do a bunch of personal development. I had to do a bunch of work around it, but the momentum really starts to get going for you. Once you do one action, you're like, okay, that was cool. I can learn from it. Let me do another action. And it just keeps growing. There is always going to be fear. There's always going to be imposter syndrome. There's always going to be that fear of failure. But I'm so committed to my goals and to my vision that I don't let that stop me. Plus, what happens with momentum is that because I've been able to stack good results over the long term, right? Like, don't look at the short term results because what happens in six months doesn't dictate what happens for the next nine and a half years for you right? So because you want to kind of see it on a long scale, go, kind of going up. Now, I don't let those actions dictate what's going to happen. But now that I have this you know, stacked experience for about 10, 11 years now that I've been in real estate, I say, holy crap, I just did that in 10, 11 years coming from where I came from, coming with all the fears that I came from. I wonder what the hell I can create now. And now it's like, oh, well, if I did that from that point, it's harder to get from that point to where I'm at now. Now let me go create this to this. So yes, Mm. there's always going to be fear. There's always going to be like, oh cap, can I do this? Yeah, there's going to be that, but I'm going to go bet on myself because I'm going to go figure it out. I'm going to go learn. I'm going to go find the right mentors.
0: I love that. You're going to go bet on yourself, which leads to my next question, right? Uh, I feel like we are all a product of the decisions we've made in our past, right? Who we are today is due to all the experiences we've had in our past. You went the poker route. This is one of those things you hear business people, you hear actors, everybody loves to go and play poker and hopes to be in the World Series of Poker at some point at that final table. What lessons do you feel that poker taught you that you brought with you into the business world?
1: Yeah, you know, long-term thinking really helps making the right decision over time. Uh, One thing that I often talk about, is like if you're, even if you're a 55% favorite or 60% favorite in a pot that you're like against somebody else, you have to put your money in. Because mathematically, the odds are in your favor. You have to make the right decision long-term, compounded over time. You're going to be a winning poker player. Kind of like what I just referred to. You can't care about short-term variance because if you do care about short-term variance, you're going to end up making bad decisions. Like if your last deal went south, you're going to do things erratic on your next deal that's going to give you worse Results, But you have to just stick to your numbers and just say, hey, that was an outlier. You got to keep moving forward. The second thing is, I actually want to argue for me, I never cared about getting on the, you know, WSOP final table, never cared, never gave a crap about it. I always just wanted to make money. That's all I cared about. And the way I did it was game selection. I just always went when there was worse games. I never claimed to be a great poker player. I just claimed to be a little bit better player than the games that I've played in. And that's where I made my money. So everything I do in terms of when I started flipping homes, I found myself uh, leaning and always uh, going towards uh, homes that needed a little bit more work, burnt down homes, uh, homes that had hoarders in there, just a little bit more distressed homes in general. Then when I went from there to LA, I realized the development game, not a lot of people were developing in this area. Again, there's less competition there. So that's gonna give me a leg up to make more money. And then apartment complexes realized that had just too much competition and which led me into mobile home parks. And anytime there's any stigma around anything, I believe there, because I know people who make money in mobile home parks, that somebody's figured it out. So there's a stigma, there's a formula, Let me go bet on myself. Let me go figure this out. And that's kind of what led me there. So game selection is one thing that poker really taught me. I'll just go where there's less competition all the day.
0: I love that. And you also said it a couple times on becoming the person that you needed to be, right? So um, we we spoke about knowledge. We spoke about taking action. And I always feel like when you talk to people who are successful, there are certain things that they've developed as far as habits, routines, and standards that they have in their life um, that... For you and, and and anybody else looking from the outside in, they're like, I can't believe you get all that done in a day. But for you, it's just your 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 daily minimum standard. This is how you set things up. Can you tell me about your routine and how did you develop the habits that you put in place? Did they all come at once or you kind of stack them over time?
1: Again, I, I stack them. They're just always stacking over time. But you realize I, I'm not the guy that can completely changed everything 180 right but what i am the guy is again i'll change one thing and I I'll work on that one thing for about three months and then go to another thing i'll make it a habit for myself instead of just i have to shift 180. my morning habits now is i wake up i cold plunge religiously i make like an electrolyte drink i'll journal avidly and then i'll go do a really like hour-long uh, intensive workout session and then that's me time. I come back and I start my work day. I have days meeting. I have my assistant do a lot of things I don't do, building out the team. These are all things that I've, I've been able to stack. I'm way more productive now because I've learned how to delegate. I've learned how to get team. I've learned how to get people into my life that can help alleviate the things that I don't want to do. So uh, even though I'm doing more now in my life than I ever have, I do have more time on my hands now. And I trying to learn that balance because I want to be a dad here soon. And so we're really trying my wife and I. And so now my practice is at six o'clock, I'm just shutting it off. like Mm. Unless it's something really important. But but once you figure out how you need to be more effective, if you're too busy and you need to get more done, you just have to figure it out. Go find a VA, go ask people who know how to scale businesses. That's what my journey has been in the last year. How do I scale this puppy? into what I want it to be without having to overload my life. I I won't live that like super stressed entrepreneur life that's working. I've done that before, I did that for five years in a row. I just won't do that anymore.
0: Working with people isn't the easiest thing to do. You have people that are never gonna be as productive as you, never gonna be as dedicated as you, um, and might need more direction than you thought they might need. What was your experience like when you're bringing on VAs or different team members onto your team to help facilitate your vision and your dream, uh, especially early on when you first started bringing people on?
1: I have a, I have a really good friend of mine who works in tech recruitment and that's all he does. He's a, he made a recruitment firm. He gave me some really good advice early on. He said, everyone says hire slow, fire fast. He says, hire medium, fire faster. And so that's really kind of what it is. I've been able to find pieces. I have no problem with fire. If someone's not doing a good performance, I already know within two, three weeks that they're not going to be the right fit. I will keep turning over until I found them. I've been very lucky in the sense that I hold the standards up really high. I have when I'm in my interviews, I just tell them this is who I am. This is what I expect of you. If I see any doubt in their brain or doubt in their mind and facial expressions, I won't hire them. I used to play poker. I can read facial expressions, you know? So if they have doubt, then no, but the ones who are hungry, I have no problem helping. And I've been very fortunate to have really, really strong people around me because of that.
0: So yesterday uh, at the end of the show, we had a somebody ask a question and I didn't get to, to answer it as, as we were leaving. And I think it's fitting for this one. When you interview, what are the questions that you're what are your go to questions that you're asking uh, the, the potential uh, employee?
1: Yeah, you know, for me, it's it's always about problem solving. I, I will ask off, not off the wall questions, but I'll just make up scenarios. Hey, if this happens or that happens or a tenant is calling or we need a plumbing issue, what are you going to do? What is your thought process? I want to know. What goes on in their brain? What's their logical order steps? Because if someone just makes a decision off the bat, well then they're gonna be keen to do it. I also do a lot of personality tests. I wanna know where they're at. For me, I'm a macro thinker. I'm not the Excel spreadsheet guy. Obviously I know how to do that, but I want someone who likes to do that. I want someone who is um, extremely detail oriented for certain roles so I match that and pair that. But I really just wanna know how they think. Um, I think that's also probably my poker background. I want to know how they operate, what they're looking for. And for me, I really love people who are motivated to grow their life in every facet, not just business. There's so much more to life than just business. And I had to learn that as I got older. There's relationships that I care about. There's love I care about. And and health to me, if you don't have health, you have nothing. So I want to find and attract people who do that for me. And and now, like my right-hand man, He's on this workout routine. I'm like, I have to catch up for him. To him, you know, he's he's using the gym. He's crushing it. So I surround myself with people who really want to excel their life.
0: That elevates you. Yeah, absolutely. I had I literally just had lunch with two of my boys, the sharpest guy I know, Eric Gilman, uh, and and Ollie. He's he's also crushing it in the loan space uh, over here in, in San Diego. Uh, and it, the reason why I hang out with him is because of exactly what you said. All they do is feed more energy into my life, right? They're the people who, who, like, when I say I have this vision or this dream, they're not the people who say, no, nah, that's not possible, dude. They're like, hell yeah. What, how can I help you get there, right? And those are the people that you want to surround yourself with. Uh, and, and I want to kind of take you back to the younger version of yourself, because I always like to give advice to my high school students, right? Uh, surrounding yourself with the right people is something that 30, 40 50-year-old people will tell you to do, but when you tell a 17-year-old you got to hang out with the right people, it's a whole different ballgame. If you could talk to your, you know, 17, 18-year-old about to graduate high school self, what advice would you give them, especially when they don't quite know or have that clear vision of where they're going to go?
1: Yeah, you know, it's interesting. If I gave myself advice when I was younger, I'd be so stubborn. I wouldn't even hear it. Like <laughs> it's just <laughs> true, That's man. the
0: truth. That's it's the
1: truth. True. I'm just being authentic. Like I would, I would be so stubborn. Like, dude, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, go away. Like, that's kind of how my mentality was. I was stubborn. I, I believed in myself, but I wasn't getting any results in my life. I just held myself so small in that aspect. But I would say, I would try to at least impress on my younger self of like, start taking your life a little bit more seriously. And focus on one or two things instead of trying to fix it all. Because in my mind, my my, spa- my mindset at that time was I have to figure out everything at once. And it just seemed like it was too much. Hmm. And so if I was just to tell them like, hey, it's all right, figure out one or two things you want to work on and really dedicate yourself to that and then just let it compound and then to try to teach them like you have a long life, that would have like excelled uh, my results exponentially not in just business but in life in general
0: there's one thing one main focus that i'm i'm doing for this year for my class and that's three goals a week like that is the simplicity of what we're doing in class like i got my book work and all that stuff but i'm having the kids build businesses so they get to choose between like affiliate marketing print on demand or social media marketing one of those things that they get to to pick uh and i'm not really gauging the success of their business more on they set three goals their group sets three goals for the week the three action items to complete each one of those goals they set their own grade and then they assess at the end and that habit of let's just pick one or two three things that you can accomplish in a week that habit if i can get them doing that their entire senior year i'm I'm, i explain to them that is how people become successful you don't got to be the most genius person in the room you set three tasks for yourself you commit that you're going to accomplish those three things and then you go and do them. And that's, you know, progressively over time, this is how you become who you become. Would you agree?
1: Uh, that is 100% correct. And I would say those students are lucky to have you. That's a, something I often think about when I have children is I want to set have them set goals for themselves. And just to be goal oriented. I don't care what their goals are. You know, I don't care what their goals are when they're older. I just want, I, I'm attracted to people who have goals in whatever facet their life is so true so true dude. Pasha, like
0: to me when you're in the zone when you're in flow state time flies by and that's exactly what happened today on today's episode man so before we head out i want to make sure people get a hold of you uh what you know what do people hire you for how can they get a hold of you and if you have any final thoughts uh
1: what do people hire me for i i don't really uh get hired for really much of anything i you know um So for me, we, we, we're pulling a $15 million fund together. If you are interested in mobile home parks, you can go to our website, www.evokecapital.net. You can follow me on, on Facebook uh, or LinkedIn, Pasha Svandiari. Um, I always, I'm pretty easy to connect to. Um, I don't have like a social media person who does all my stuff. I, I respond. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, you just, if you have any questions, uh, hit me up and I'll lead you the right way.
0: Perfect, dude. All right. Um, Eminem fan. So I got to ask a question, dude, because I know you kind of said it at the beginning. Uh, and I'm one of those Eminem fans for sure. You're going to have your own kids hopefully coming around the corner here in the next couple of years. Uh, my daughter, she's 13 years old, she's a big Eminem fan. I don't know how proud I am to say that, but uh, you know what I mean? But at the same time, it is what it is. What was your experience like and why Eminem?
1: Why I mean, I just – when I was younger, I, I – I I was, I retreated into myself. I wasn't as social as I wanted to be. You know, my father was always gone. My mother lived back in Iran. I had to raise myself. And so with that, there was a lot of confusion. I'm, I came here as an immigrant child and like, so I had to learn all of these things I had. And there was just something inside of me that was angry still. I didn't know what it was as a child. I just felt like life was unfair. Obviously I had to deal with it. It wasn't my father's fault, did the best he can. And then so Eminem really resonated with me with a lot of his songs because um, he was he, he's like this kid who had all these things, but still fought against the world and made it. And I think we all have that underdog spirit that he does. And I know he like pissed people off when he was rapping, but the way he was rapping was like, man, I'm pissed off. This is my outlet. And I really respected that. Um, I respect anyone who speaks authentically and speaks their emotions. And that was something that I wanted to express is my emotions and so that kind of helped me express that side of me and that's why eminem really resonated with me
0: that's it ladies and gents that's what it comes down to all right man i got one more question for you we're always big on growing our podcast through video testimonials i'm sure you've been on a number of different podcasts what was your experience like on the business bros
1: man this was fun just like you said time flew by you kept it great The energy was amazing thank you so much for having me i love what you're doing and then In fact the fact that you want to teach and you are a high school teacher or a teacher as well man just kudos to you for doing this stuff because everyone needs this thanks
0: man thanks all right ladies and gents what
1: it comes down to look Real estate has so many different niches that
0: you can get into, and it's very few people that are getting into the mobile park space. So if you're interested in learning a little bit more, check out evokecapital.net or just reach out to Pasha and ask questions. You'd be surprised. Some of the most successful people are willing to share what they've learned and their experiences, which is why he comes on podcasts. So make sure you guys reach out to him. You guys can stop by the website, evokecapital.net. Check out some of the investment options that are available. Make your money work for you, ladies and gents. That's what it comes down to. Retirement is not an age problem. It's a cash flow problem. And as soon as you solve (laughs) that problem, you're ready to relax. Or like most people, you just keep working, doing what you love to do. All right, man. Pasha, thank you very much for joining us. Ladies and gents, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. And we're out. It's over. Go home. Is your business in need of marketing? Try starting a podcast.